Welcome to Stories for Wonderful Children, the podcast where I share the recordings of the bedtime stories I've made up for my children over the years. I'm Dan Wendelin, your host and storyteller. In tonight's story, Winella has returned from her trip to Scotland and is summoned to show Flibberty Gibbet all of the pictures she's taken in the hopes of helping him construct his new throne and crown. I hope you enjoy the story. Winella came home from Scotland. She was so tired from her trip. So she went straight to bed. She unpacked some of her things. She left some of her things still in the suitcase to unpack the next day. She took the Camry that Theodore had asked her to take to Scotland to take pictures for Flipperty Gibbet's throne and crown project. And she put it on her desk in her room. And then she lay down, and as soon as her head hit the pillow, she was asleep. Wow. When she woke up in the morning, sunlight was streaming through her window, and she was surprised to see Theodore lying there at the foot of her bed, asleep. This had never happened before. Whenever Theodore came into her room during the night, he purred so loudly that he woke her up. She sat up in bed and said, Theodore? He opened one eye. Good morning, Winella. She said, what are you doing here this morning? He said, well, I came to see you last night, but you were so tired that you did not wake up. So I have been waiting here to see what you have brought back from Scotland for ideas. Liberty Gibbet has been eagerly waiting to see what ideas you have brought him for his throne and crown. Well, said Ronella, the camera's right there on the desk. I still have to finish unpacking, and then I'll be over to the castle. But why don't you go ahead and take the camera and let Flipperty Gibbet look through the pictures, and we'll talk about it when I get there. Very well, said Theodore, and he picked up the camera and turned... In his mouth. Yep, and turned for a moment as if he were trying to catch his own tail, and then disappeared. When Al finished... He is a magic cat. He's a messenger cat. He doesn't really have any magical powers except that he can go from one place to another pretty much whenever and wherever he wants. It's part of being a messenger cat. It's like he has his very own personal cat's paw highway that none of the rest of us can see. Anyway, when Ella finished unpacking her suitcase and then she went downstairs to have breakfast. She had some cereal and she had some sausage and she had some pancakes. She was very hungry. And then she put on her adventuring clothes and she was getting ready to head out into the backyard of the Cat's Paw Highway when her mommy said that she needed help unpacking all the things they'd brought back from the trip. And so Winella stayed and helped her unpack the suitcases. Winella liked unpacking the suitcases because once they were empty, she liked pressing the button on them that made the suitcase sort of fold in on itself and then fold in on itself again until it was just about the size of a lunchbox, and then she would take it 
and she would put it where it went. There was, of course, the pink suitcase and the blue suitcase that were hers. Her parents had big black suitcases. Her brother Wally had a, a red suitcase and a green suitcase. Tritana didn't have a suitcase of her own yet, although there was a diaper bag. And that was silver and gold. Most of Tritana's clothes went into her mommy and daddy's big black suitcases. Babies. So anyway, then after she was finished with that, her mommy said that she could go to Flippity Chippet's castle. So she got on the cat's paw highway and went very fast to Flippity Chippet's castle. When she got there, Flippity Chippet had hooked up the camera to some sort of cord. And when he hooked it up to a cord, this big eye that looked like a cat, it's an eye with sort of that strange little pupil that runs up and down instead of being round, the eye opened up in the wall. And when you looked in the eye, you could see in the pupil bigger versions of the pictures when Nella had taken it. Liberty Chibbet said, Oh, Nella, it's so good to see you. I was looking through the pictures you have brought for me. I have a couple of questions. Nella said, Oh, what? Chibbet said, First of all, well, tell me about all these. And he put the picture that he had taken of the aquarium up. And he said, Do you think that I should have a, a crown? Or should like a, a fish? And Vanilla said, No, Flippity I just thought you'd like to see those. Do you know what kind of fish they are? Ooh, let me see now. Those are, uh, ooh, mm, oh, no. I do not know what kind of fish those are. When Ella walked up to him and she whispered into his ear, she said, Those are tuna fish. Oh, he said. His eyes got really big. He said, Oh, really? And he walked up closer to the wall so he could really look closely. He said, Those are a very big fish. And Ella said, Yes, they are. So Richard said, I bet uh, those would make a very yummy dinner. Vanilla said, yes, I'm sure they would. Fribbidjibbit said, well, I'm not sure that you could make a throne out of them, though. Maybe we could have a picture of a tunnel fish on the throne, though. Vanilla said, oh, sure, if you want. That picture I just took because I thought you might find it interesting. Oh, let us see the pictures of the crowns and the thrones. He looked at the pictures of the crown jewels that she had taken in Edinburgh Castle. He said, that is a very nice crown, but uh, I'm, uh, I'm not sure that is the kind of crown I was looking for. I do not like uh, gold. You don't like gold, said Renella? No, said Fabricius. It uh, clashes with my fur. And it gives me a static electricity, so all my fur stands up and I look like a fuzzy ball. <laughs> and Alice said, oh, well, I didn't know that. Yes, so uh, let me look through these pictures of thrones. And he looked through the pictures of the thrones. He said, oh, these are nice, but none of them really says King of the Gods to me. And then he got back to her pictures other pictures that she had taken. He said, oh, where's these? And I said, oh, that's a show I went to at the science center. He said, oh, what are they doing here? And Alice said, 
they're turning a lump of coal into a diamond by putting heat and pressure. Oh! Flippity Chippet walked up to the wall, and then he walked back and forth in the throne room, sort of looking around, going, Hmm, oh, are you so that good work? He said, Vanilla, oh, I think I have an idea. Said, What's that? He said, Oh, in the jungle, a coal mine. And I said, You do? I never knew that. Oh, it is mostly underground. And it is not really a fun place to visit. It is dark and wet and dusty. So I have never taken you there. And I said, Okay. Or she said, uh, What's your idea? I think uh, we should carve. The throne and the crown out of big pieces of coal and then turn them into diamond. So I could have a throne and a crown made entirely of diamond. Ooh, said Vanilla. That's a neat idea. Yes, I thought so too. So, Vanilla and Fabrizio sat down and they drew out what the throne should look like what the crown should look like. The crown was going to have a different colored gem on each side. So a ruby, an emerald, a sapphire on three sides mounted in a crown of solid diamond. And the throne was going to be diamond. The arms of the throne were going to be shaped like giant tuna fish. And it was going to have a spot for a big round cushion where Flippity could lay on the throne and be comfortable when he was not having to sit and be a formal king. So Flippity Chippet sent off the drawings to his craftsmen to carve the coal. No, we just need uh, some place with a lot of heat and a lot of pressure. Do you know where we could find some place with heat and pressure? And I said, well, let me think. Heat. We could get a dragon to heat it, but uh, that wouldn't make it under pressure. We could throw it into a volcano. That might just melt the coal. Oh, said Fabrizio, that would be a sad. Manella said when they did it at the Science Center in Glasgow, they had this special chamber that was sort of cooked it and applied a lot of pressure to it at the same time. It would uh, take a very big chamber to put a throne in. Well, said Manella, why don't you build a little one and make the crown? And then you can bigger one built for the throne afterwards. So he did. And then build a big chamber for the crown, and he had them put it in after they'd carved it, and it got very hot and, and under a lot of pressure. When they took it out, it had turned into a beautiful crown. And then he had them build a bigger one while they were mounting the gems, and then he had a new crown, and it fit him perfectly, and a new throne, which he said was very uncomfortable and that he was not going to use until a new cushion came in. But a few days later, Wanella received a note from him that said that the new cushion had come in, and that he loved his new throne, and that he she should come see it someday soon so she could admire the world's biggest diamond tuna fishes. <laughs> and that is the end of the story. Thanks for listening to Stories for Wonderful Children. I created today's story, but questions and witty commentary were supplied by my children. 
The music was created by Brandon Thompson. Your reviews and personal recommendations are the main way that new listeners find the show, so thank you for spreading the word. I'd love to hear your feedback, so feel free to get in touch via email or social media, which are listed in the show notes. Until next time, I'm Dan Wendelin, reminding you to tell someone you love a story.